Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Happy three episode 300 celebration. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Today is September 8th, 2023. Uh, You guys delivered on the questions. Just uh, very grateful for your guys' support and um, just really showing up every single day. (laughs) That's a lot. Five days a week is a lot. Um, And you guys um, are super encouraging. And um, we're just so, so grateful. So, so grateful. So... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I love hanging out in the chat with everybody every day, especially like, all of our regs on YouTube. Hey, guys. I know they're like, I see them all in the chat right now, just shouting off. So, hey, guys, what is going on? Send up the fire emojis for me. Like, that is like the thing to do. So, fire do that. Emojis. Oh, yeah. Yes. My sister, Jen, she said, oh, Hey, Jen. So, it's Bro and Nash. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, it's, yes. it is, um, you know, when we started this, I never, I like episode 100 seemed so far away and now it's like right. 300 funny because we've actually talked, we were trying to plan some stuff. Cause originally I had said, you know, kind of in the days leading up to this, that we wanted to do an in-person interview with somebody. Yeah. And it was like, at the time, I think we had just done episode 200 and mm-hmm. then, uh, oh, Bonnie, I see you in there. We have several of your questions and you always ask the best questions. And so I even yeah. said to Nate, because like, there's some from last time from episode 200. I was like, we need to ask some more of Bonnie's because she has some really great questions. Um, but anyways, we wanted to do an in-person interview and I was like, I don't know, I'll figure it out, you know, and, and um, just this summer has been an absolute whirlwind. Oh, yeah. uh, and yeah. Uh, you know, so it, we got closer and we're like, it's not going to happen. No. And, uh, and then we were talking and we we're like, maybe on episode 500 and I laughed and Michael who pitched it, he's like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, yeah, actually, now that you think about it, it's not that far away. No, so, it, I mean, it's really not. I think the next one will probably be like six, seven months. Depend. I need to do the math. I haven't done the math. I usually do. Like I keep track of it, but yeah, not for four yeah. or five hundred yet. Maybe, maybe on uh, yeah, three hundred Gideon's army. Woo! Yes. Oh yeah. Um, the three hundred Spartans. Uh, you oh know, properly. Uh, actually, historically, it wasn't just three hundred Spartans. There were uh, several other armies there, but there were three hundred Spartans. Uh, but there were a lot. But um, yeah. Anyways, I was gonna go down like a huge rabbit hole of like. <laughs> that whole historical um event but Mm -hmm. i'll say another time um but yeah we have like a lot of great questions and we'll kind of just jump in because um there's just a lot and there's a lot a lot of ground to cover so we'll start with um i'm assuming anushka asked this one for illumination what is one of your favorite childhood memories see this one was kind of like i saw that question i was like oh my gosh i don't even know because I don't remember a whole lot from my childhood, but I was thinking about it. And hmm? not that old. How can you I not know. from your childhood? I just, it's like a thing. Like, but I have guys, actually, this is, would be a good opportunity if you guys want to pray for, for us and for me. I have issues in my memory. So if you all want to pray for me for that, that'd be great. Um, but yeah. I actually was thinking about it and I really enjoyed uh, 
there was this one time where I stayed with my grandparents and my grandpa is a farmer. If you guys didn't know that he's actually, he bales hay. So I remember this one time we, uh, I was staying over at their house and he had gotten up at what we, we call Odon 30, which is like 3.34 in the morning. Oh. Um, yeah. And I had I had heard him get up and I got up with him and we went out and grabbed coffee and a newspaper. And then we went out and inspected bales of hay. That was that was really fun. And I've been yeah. on a tractor before. I know it was so fun. So that was that would be one of mine. Awesome. Uh, and yeah. someone actually just asked. Lynn asked, can Illumination explain the significance of her beautiful name? And other people were oh. like, yes, yes, I hope she answers that. So yeah. tell people about that. It's really interesting. I would love to. It is a really cool story. So um, my my mom, you guys know, is like a very Holy Spirit-filled Christian. So that'll kind of tie into the story. So my mom and dad were discussing baby names for me. And my mom had just said um, Illumination as a joke. And my dad, my dad really liked it. And my mom was like, we can't name a kid that. Like, imagine what all the nicknames are going to be and all this stuff. So what Nish. I... <laughs> yeah, right? Nish is one of... That is one of many, you guys. I have had many, a plethora of nicknames um, mm -hmm. over the course of my life. So uh, that was how I got named. It started as a joke. So when I talk to people who aren't Christians, I'm like, oh, yeah, my life's a joke. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of a funny ha-ha thing. Mm -hmm. but have you ever really, had people ask if your parents are hippies? That is a question I get all of okay. the time, yeah. all the time. So, and I was also named at a time where weird, unique names weren't really a thing. It's a lot more common with kids being born now than it was when I was born. And so like my yeah. parents didn't tell anybody what my name was going to be. They only told them it's in the dictionary. If you find it, we'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah. Super and, vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was how I became illumination so so did you always like your name growing up or were the times when you're like man i wish i was named something like jessica or like you know? no actually not really my mom was very adamant in making sure my family because my family was going to call me by my middle name um but my mom was very adamant like no her name's illumination Which you're is, gonna call you're her illumination what i'm illumination faith so faith. yeah so i could have been faith you guys which is like very common and normal, yeah. but I'm really glad that I'm not common or normal. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, thanks, mom. you've always, always liked your name though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Never struggled with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, cool. it's interesting. It's, uh, I mean, it's a very unusual name, you know, yeah. but it's like one that every single time people hear it, they're like, Oh, that, I love that name. It's funny though, yeah. because we have had some guests who, think that her name is like a title like illumination spencer right. you know like sometimes prophetic people they have we're weird you know and yeah. they and and um and so there are people that thought her name was spencer but mm -hmm. that illumination was like the title maybe like yeah the lord had given her you know or yeah something like that no so. so i actually went through a whole year in high school with a math teacher calling me spencer like that was all he would ever call me during class so i was literally i was spencer for like an entire year um but people still will like on emails and stuff sometimes address me as spencer because they don't actually think my name is real <laughs> so it's just i get a kick out of it though like it never offends me at all it's just mm -hmm. i just laugh about it it's fun yeah yeah so um you know let's there, we have a great one from jim um james mcbride or jim uh general kenobi general kenobi, <laughs> kenobi. um yeah so for those who just are still not aware of the joke 
Jim always says hello there. And there's this meme uh, from like the prequels, um, uh, for the Star Wars prequels. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to fight this guy named General Grievous. And he jumps down and he goes, hello there. And then General Grievous goes, General Kenobi. And like then, a bunch like, of lightsabers. Yeah. So it's like this like meme that, so it's like yeah. anytime jim is on he says hello there and it's like this thing so yeah and i always um, say general kenobi back yeah. because it's fun yes so jim actually asked a really great question you know we've been doing this 300 episodes two years mm -hmm. this month um mm -hmm. just shy of a couple of days it'll be our two-year anniversary so yeah um i was just on 9 11 was our first episode yes I think it was yeah, yeah. so monday you guys yeah because i remember it was also sean foyt was uh he was uh, doing like a at the mall in DC. He was doing a big worship event in 2021, and oh, our yeah. show was like premiering at the same exact time. So um, it was Michael's like, "Gosh, why did we schedule on the 11th?" <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't know. It just is the way it happened. Well, and I think that was back when we were doing two shows a week, and it was on the Elijah Streams channel and mm -hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays. So it was like a completely different dynamic back then right. even of what it is now. So we've yeah. changed a lot over 300 yeah, episodes sure. just as a channel too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, but um, Jim asked a question, what are the one or two major things that each of you have learned and been able to apply as a result of doing the show? And I thought of like several. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, it, it's hard too because it's like ah oh man you're just like constant revelation you know um but uh, illumination have you had time to think about um answers to this question yeah i mean i think the main thing for me has been um real and this is the what i'm actually walking through right now is this it's a huge trust walk of like i have to constantly go back and just trust god with things regarding the show um constantly and mm. that's that's hard when you're like when you're like me my personality too is very type a very planned very administrative organizational and mm. i've had to like very much let go of that to like just let god do what he wants to do with the show and like mm. not not control anything and sometimes that's like really difficult to just be like okay god i trust you with this and i'm not gonna go with the plan so here we go you know um but yeah that would be the main one i think yeah yeah uh yeah, I think for me, um, there's several. Um, one would be, and this is something that I never get tired of. It sounds very elementary, but so much revelation over mm -hmm. just just what Jesus' sacrifice did for us. Oh yeah, what he purchased. Um, you know, because you could you can explain the gospel to someone, and they can get revelation from it, but that's my experience in my walk with the Lord has been constant revelation of how deep in, in what that means. And I would say these last two years, especially man, just like the massive revelation that's come from just like, just how free we are. Um, mm -hmm. and that it's not, you know, I think, especially for me, um, uh, being the oldest son in my family. And, and even though my sister was older than me, there's kind of like, you know, an old, the oldest son kind of thing um, where it's like there's a leadership that comes from that. And, and I think for me, do, you know, duty and and being um, uh, 
you know, uh, kind of trying to I, fight the urge to put things in a formula with God. Um, so for me, that's like been a really, really big one. Um, another one has been um, just a massive sensitivity to this things of the spirit, uh, which oh, has yeah. always been there. But I would say for me, just it, it was a kind of a twofold. It was like a massive affirmation for me of like, oh, there's a lot of these things I've been I didn't have language to put to what these things were, but I've been operating in these things because I've been seeking Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but also being concrete, like when I know that I know that I know that it's God, like I, I know that it's God. Um, and so especially with like this show, um, I think a lot of spiritual warfare, it's like a pressure cooker. Um, working on this show, um, working in any kind of media ministry, right? There's a sure. lot of pressure, um, you know, and it's really hard to describe fully. But you know, Satan's not super happy with uh, incur- uh, you know people encouraging believers and right, uh, you know, experiencing salvations and deliverance and all this. He doesn't want. He wants us enslaved. He wants us in bondage. And so, anybody who's in, in um, who's, who's on the front lines of anything like that, you're going to experience a lot of heat. And so for, for me, and I know illumination probably would agree to this, but it's just like, you learn to stand up under the weight of that. Um, oh, yeah. you, there's a certain degree of strength that kind of gets bred in you as you stand up under something like that. And, and that's not just unique to Elijah fire or whatever. Um, it, wherever you are, you're going to be experiencing some measure of pressure uh, because you're hitting against maybe principalities that are over a certain mountain that you feel called to. And you're going to experience pressure as a result because Satan wants to ward off any offensive from the kingdom of heaven, but too bad. So sad Satan. So yeah, I would say those are like the two major ones for me, but there are several yeah. Um, and I keep thinking of new ones. I mean, so. we could probably do a whole sh- whole show on that just with different things we've learned for sure. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. so much. Yeah. So um, I, I see a, uh, let's see, there was a, a question and it was actually kind of paralleled with someone else's question um, that I saw earlier. It says, how did Jeff, how did you go from, uh, getting into Elijah streams and going from that to hosting a show. So it's from my sister, by the way. Oh, nice. Hey, Amber. <laughs> uh, Sparky ecosystem. Yeah. Shout okay. out to my sis. Is that her gamer tag? A uh, part of it. She like, she uses both. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. So in 2018, I was working at Trader Joe's. Um, for those who don't know what Trader Joe's is, it's like a grocery store, but it's like, I wouldn't say high end, but it's definitely like different than like just, oh, I'm working at uh Safeway. I'm working at, right. it's a, you know, really unique experience. It's it, I mean, it's not really boot. See, this is the thing. I've had to defend <laughs> Trader Joe's because so many people are like, I can't afford Trader Joe's. And I'm like, I'll, I'll be like, I'll point at something like a 19 cent banana. And I'm like, you tell me you can't afford a 19 cent banana. That's like cheap. No, I just anywhere. got pasta sauce at Trader Joe's for $1.99. So yeah, it's, it's super cheap. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just like, it depends on what you're buying. People look at like the lobster and they're like, see, I knew it. I can't afford it. I'm like, don't buy lobster, you know, like go buy, you know, anyways, their mandarin orange chicken is in the frozen section is absolutely dynamite. So, um, but yeah, so I was working at Trader Joe's. I've been working for like seven years. And, um, I remember, 
uh, January of 2018, there was a, um, just this feeling within me. It was like, I just felt this like pull. I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, I just feel like it's time. Like there's something else out there for me, but you know, you get those feelings and you don't really know what they are. You're just like, all right, Lord, I'm just going to trust that you're going to open the door. And, um, and so then, uh, in July of 2018, um, I got an email and I'm kind of condensing the story. There's a lot more to it, but yeah. I got an email. Uh, they needed an editor and, you know, I have a background in filmmaking and I went to school for that. And um, through YWAM, YWAM has a university called the University of the Nations. So um, I did that. My wife, Lauren, also went to art school there um, at the same time. So, um, you know, both of us have, have, you know, education in this kind of stuff, but I was rusty to be completely honest. But um, you know, they were going to be doing this show called Elijah's Dreams, and it was going to be an in-person show, and that's kind of out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, because it was studio-based. You know, it's just like lights and um, your standard like talk show kind of thing. And mm -hmm. and I was a lot more comfortable with like film-style lighting. Um, and so uh, made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, um, but it. Um, so I I said yes to the job, and then did that for a while and then COVID hit and um, you know, no matter what we did though, it, it just wasn't gaining, gaining traction. The studio show wasn't gaining traction. Um, we get a couple thousand views um, and, uh, and then COVID hit. And uh, I think it was Michael who really pushed forward like, Hey, uh, we should, we should really, you know, cash in on a lot of these, a lot of these relationships you have, Steve, we should start doing some live streaming. And so we did and it exploded. And, um, and so I, those of you who've been watching Elijah streams for a while, uh, are pretty familiar with me. Cause I would pop in and be like, Hey, there's technical difficulties or Hey, yada, yada. Hey, fix your camera, things like that. And, um, and then Steve, uh, noticed my Cause I would engineer those shows. Um, and you know, I'm just a very, I'm very engaged with people. Anybody who's been on the show also knows that like the second they come on, I'm, I'm just locked in. Um, true. and, yeah. uh, and so I think Steve noticed that. And so, uh, he was going to be gone one day and he said, Hey, do you want to sub? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I did. And, um, one thing led to another, I did that a couple of times, um, a couple, several times. Um, and then Steve had been sitting on a prophecy he had received, um, which is a pretty, uh, it was kind of a, a rebuke. Um, and it basically said, the Lord said to him, if you don't go after the younger generations, I'm going to give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of those gulp kind of yeah. words from the Lord. And so uh, I remember Kelsey O'Malley was the first time on Elijah's dreams. I think Paul um, those of you who might remember Paul, um, he still worked for us, but, um, yeah. he had, uh, done a, he had, he had done a, or he had, what am I trying to say? He had interviewed Kelsey right. uh, and Steve, cause Steve wasn't going to be there. And right after that, Steve was like, all right, we need to just go for it. Jeff, I would love for you to, to host this thing and head this thing up. And, you know, for me, any big decisions, I always have to pray. I'm like, I want to pray. And it was like, it was funny. I kind of like didn't even finish my prayer and the Lord was like, yes, you know, like, <laughs> yes, man. Funny like, how that works. Yeah. I was like, oh, Lord, gracious Lord. I don't pray like that. But, you know, it was like I didn't even get I got like halfway through praying and Lord's like, yes. Um, and so that was 2021. Mm -hmm. And um, 
here we are. I just I condensed five years for you guys in right? like five minutes. So yeah, there's a lot more to the story, but that's kind of the the gist of it. Um, uh, right place at the right time, but I wouldn't even say it was like a, a chance thing. It was, you know, like every step of the way here with me working here, it's been the Lord's leading and mm-hmm. um, illumination. How did you get involved with Elijah Fire? Oh my gosh, that is a whole story. So it it's kind of, it's kind of strange. So um, I talked about this a little bit on my interview we did a couple of weeks ago. If you guys haven't seen that, go check it out. But I talked about it. Um, so I had heard about Elijah's streams not even until I think late twenty, either late twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one, and my mom had been listening to um, a little, uh, a fairly known person called uh cat her name's cat kerr and she'd been following cat kerr for a while and through that she found elijah streams and um cat used to have a, a weekly show on elijah streams and on one of those shows they had put out an announcement about needing a production assistant and my mom was very like felt it on her heart to like apply for the job like very much felt it on her heart um and just so she applied and then she kept uh, talking to me about it. And she's like, Illumination, you know, this job would also be perfect for you. You should just apply. And she kept like mm-hmm. nagging me about it. So I applied, applied. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to get her to stop asking me about it. So I applied. And then one thing led to another. I ended up getting the job uh, and started late August of 2021. And I didn't even know I was going to be the producer of Elijah Fire. I was a production assistant for Elijah Streams at the time. But one of the things that fell under that was helping produce Elijah Fire. And then that sort of developed into now this year, me taking that on full time. And now I'm just exclusively on Elijah Fire, which was has been really awesome for me because my heart is so invested in Elijah Fire. And I just love all the people I get to interact with every day. And it's just it's been amazing. And I love my I love my generation, Gen Z's, millennials. Like that's like where my heart is drawn to. So mm-hmm. it just it was a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we're lucky to have you, Nate. Aw, thanks. Um, so uh, a question that actually Mariah, Mariah, is, uh, she does all of our podcasts and all that. She's uh, on staff. And a lot of you who it's were in Israel may have met her. She's, you can hear her from across the country. Uh, she's incredibly loud. She would say so herself. <laughs> and we love her for it. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, but she asked a question that I thought was really good. Um, so I actually took like several notes because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a message in and of itself. Yeah, it's um, a really good question. But I just, I'll, I'll try and condense it as much. She said, Jeff has mentioned several times in his testimony that he went through a progressive Christianity phase and let some damaging non-biblical viewpoints creep in. What does progressive Christianity mean? Um, and then she asked like, what, you know, what kind of things are we talking about? Like homosexuality is okay. All that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and then how can we as believers spot count spot slash counter said wrong beliefs? So, um, for me, it was a while ago now. It was like 10 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was in film school 2013 and it, I, it was a really great experience and I did really well. And there was a lot of opportunity that was kind of promising, but we felt like we were supposed to move back home um, at the time, which would have been Washington. Um, and that was really hard. Cause it was like, I had to just kind of, yeah, you know, I thought, you know, cause it was just, I really gelled 
Um, and it was just, I was so hungry to be in an environment like that. Um, and it was very validating because I'm, I'm very much the type of person where I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm very honest with myself. Um, I'm not like, Hey, if this is, if I don't have what this take, what it takes to do something right. like this, cause filmmaking is nuts. Um, if I don't have what it takes, I'm not going to, I don't want to waste my time. I don't mm -hmm. want to waste your time. God, if this is something that is a flesh desire of mine, which, you know, it's funny we do that because like, well, I do it because God confirms things multiple times, but sometimes I still am like, Oh Lord, if this is you. And it's like, he literally just like confirmed it in like amazing ways, multiple times. Right. So I'm sure there's other people that can relate to that with mm -hmm. things that you feel called to, especially when it's like a big thing. Um, right. But um you know we moved back and then all of a sudden it was like someone flipped a switch where it's like i had all this creative current coursing through my veins and i was just like man like i just so many ideas and it just felt like this amazing time and then all of a sudden we got back we moved to washington from kona and mm -hmm. it was like crickets like yeah. crickets uh is like the last thing you want to hear as a creative, especially when you were like just in this like creative boom and all of a sudden nothing. And it's yeah, um, so difficult. Yeah. It's speaking from experience, <laughs> heartbreaking. And, um, and so I, um, it'd be like if you were like a chef and then all of a sudden like you got all that taken away from you and you had like no cooking ability or no yeah whatever i don't know i can't or think food of like didn't a, taste good to you anymore food didn't taste good or whatever yeah. um and so um i kind of went through like it was a couple of years of just depression um and, and it was like it wasn't like heavy heavy it was just like a low-grade depression i would say um and um kind of entered into a really dark time um jesus was still lord still loves jesus but i had kind of entered into this because it's like when you're i really have a lot of compassion towards people who are in distress um right now um because i know what that feels like um and this is my my story is a bit of a cautionary tale of what not to do um and it's why i'm so passionate about like whatever you do seek seek his face whatever you do seek jesus uh, because I, um, you know, we were pretty isolated too, cause we were living in Washington and then we moved back down. We moved to Portland, the Portland area and, and Portland's, you know, very spiritually heavy and dark. Um, and, uh, and so my, Lauren and I were living in an apartment, we were working, um, I was working at Trader Joe's and she was working at Starbucks at the time. And, um, you know, both of us are really kind of going through a rough time. Um, just in, in life, it was just really hard. And, and, um, I just like, God, like, what's next? Like why, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on? And it was just a lot of crickets, everything. And it's, a, it was definitely a season where it felt like the Lord was farther away though. In retrospect, I didn't see that he wasn't far away. Um, but I remember I stumbled across this, you know, I was surrounded by a bunch and I love people. And so I was surrounded by a bunch of non-Christians at that time. I definitely wasn't leading forward with like, I'm a believer in letting people know right away. Um, I just was like, I just want to keep my head down just want to be agreeable. I'm cause I was going through a rough season and I was just like, I'm just don't want, I don't want to make waves. I just want right. to make it through the day. Um, and 
Uh, I remember, you know, I worked with a lot of lesbians um, at Trader Joe's, a lot of lesbians uh, for some, I don't know what it is about that area. I guess there just were a lot and they're all people I still love to this day. I have so much love for them. Um, amazing people. Um, but I remember I just started kind of like, wow, the Bible's kind of harsh, you know, about because I cared about these people. Um, and I was like, the Bible's kind of harsh about this yeah. stuff. I'm like, I, and it was just like these little things of like, did God really say, mm -hmm. which, you know, sounds familiar because right? it should <laughs> Satan was doing it day one in the garden, um, or, you know, whatever first chapter yeah. or first book of the Bible. Um, you know, he was, he was doing that to Eve. Did God really say that? You know? Um, and, um, you know, so to describe progressive Christianity, it for those who maybe are like not entirely sure, it's it is taking the Bible, the timeless mm -hmm. nature of the Bible, and applying it to modern day, whatever, um, and and adapting it to modern day social political um ideology. Yeah, it ideology. kind of fit it into current culture more. Right. Than... So if uh if the world says, and it's honestly, it's just bringing the Bible down to the world's level, um, in a bad way. So mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're taking the Bible and you're adapting it. You're, you're, um, crossing out certain things that seem a little, you throw a lot of your, you inject a lot of your own opinion into scripture, uh, which is a massive no, no, um, right. because, uh, our hearts can be very deceitful as we all know. So, um, I watched this and I'm just going to say the name of the documentary because I don't even care. Um, it actually was a guy who was in, he actually taught in my film school. It's a Christian film school, but I could tell he was more progressive leaning um, mm -hmm. and uh, was a bit of a provocateur um, in terms of like, he would just say things to kind of rile people up and um, taught on writing. But you know, it's just like one of those things where he had to like, just inject some of his other, opinions on things and and he had actually done a documentary called hellbound it's hellbound with a question mark and it's all about is hell even real thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfire.com slash give and i really started i remember because of just the state i was in i and the people i was working with at the time and my compassion towards them I really kind of bent my ear to what that documentary is presenting, which is, you know, oh, well, when, when Jesus said hell, it, it translated to Gehenna, which was like a garbage dump where like lepers would hang out. And so the whole idea they were presenting was that, um, you know, hell is a state of mind and that it's, it is a reality for people here now. So people going through a hard time, they're experiencing, actively experiencing hell now. Um, and I get the, the thought behind that. Um, but, um, you know, and it's basically that it's, it was Christian universalism. That's, that's what the, um, that's what the documentary was presenting was, was like, you know, they they even said at the end, they were like, oh, like we don't we're not saying all roads lead to Jesus. We're just saying that everyone's going to be saved through Christ. Um, and uh, that's not what Scripture teaches. Um, and I think the thing about Scripture that's really um, 
when it's mixed with a progressive ideology or mm -hmm. even just you start flirting with that, you start to, if you, if you question one thing before you know it, you're questioning everything. Yeah, it's very slippery slope. Right. It absolutely is. Um, and questions are absolutely 100% okay. I think it's very important to not vilify people asking genuine questions. Absolutely. But the solutions are found running towards him, not running away. Like, man, I got to wrap my head around this before I come before God's throne. I'm like, no, actually the, the, the best thing you could do if you're struggling with God's nature and his character is actually come to him and allow him to reveal it to you because he will, he 100% will. So, um, yeah, it's it, for me, it was just like a deconstruction versus disentanglement kind of a situation. Like we talk about a lot now. Right. Um, what I was my God, man, it's just like God's intervention in that whole thing was like, that's what I really am so grateful for because what I was after was disentanglement, disentangling mm -hmm. all these man-made structures, religion, all of those things. But when you do it in your own ability, that's what happened. That, that's how deconstruction happens where you go, right. well, I can't stand this aspect. I'm like, well, good. That's not actually biblical. And they go, okay, so I'm going to throw everything out. And you're like, no, actually, that's not what, you're, that's not what you should be doing. Uh, what your, your desire is God. I mean, it's like something he's put in all of us. But, um, you know, a lot of my own opinions crept in, you know, where it's like, oh, well, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's where we really get into, especially as it pertains to salvation issues. Um, your own opinion actually means absolutely nothing. And that's something that I had to realize is I was like, scripture is this scripture is scripture it's the word of god and and i wrote this down i said um what did i how did i put it yeah basically just the fact that um scripture is uh both an unstoppable force and an immovable object um, i love that somebody and, put that on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah and so i think that's kind of what you come up against and, and, yeah. and you're the one that breaks um, when you're trying to dismantle scripture, you're the one that breaks. It's not the other way around. And yeah. Um, you know, cause people go, Oh, I dismantled, I dismantled this. I, I, you know, it's all bogus. You know, I, I love Jesus, but that's it. And I'm like, yeah, but now you're depressed. You look mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. You look nothing like Jesus you look exactly like the world you are showing them absolutely nothing that they go there's something different about them what is it and i realized that as i like started kind of flirting with these ideas that i was like and i didn't get into sin or anything like that praise god but i really looked at like i remember i was sitting there at work and i was listening to our conversation and and um and i was just like there's absolutely nothing different about my life compared to theirs other than the fact that like i privately follow jesus you know and so i really begin to shift i started becoming a lot more vocal um you know but um that's i mean hopefully that kind of illustrates i mean there's a lot more again i'm condensing quite a bit i think that's really good though but i i, I think that's why i'm so passionate about like man it, it's okay to have questions it's okay to have doubt even but the solution isn't to run away and go well i'm going to figure this out over here and then i'll come back 
um, that's a recipe for disaster. The solution is to run to Jesus, to seek his throne and be like, God, I know that your word says that you're good, but I also see this and I'm really struggling with this Mm -hmm. and abiding in him and allowing him to reveal himself to you um, in greater ways is something that's so priceless and um, is, is ultimately the solution. So that's why I'm so passionate about like fighting against progressive Christianity because it's like so much, so much unnecessary angst and, and, and fears and anxiety and like all these things just kind of creep in. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I I think it's absolutely, it's, it's like the ultimate form of like lukewarm, um, because it's like you relish the questions and you relish the unknown because you start questioning everything. But then once something, somebody actually comes in and gives a concrete answer, you're like, Whoa, harsh much. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I think the big turnaround for me was like, and I'll read it really quick. Cause it's really good, but it's first Corinthians. I don't remember the exact verses I was reading. Um, but I was also like reading about like, um, I think Paul's talking about false teachers or something like that. And I got so convicted and I went to Lauren and she wasn't really dealing with this issue, but both of us had watched the documentary and kind of were like, Oh, that's interesting. And so we had to repent of like listening to a false teacher because it was a false teaching. But um, right. Also just like reading verses like in first Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through 10, it says, do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And realizing I'm like, without Jesus, that's every single one of us. Every single mm-hmm. one of us falls into one of those categories. Right. And, um, and so realizing like the answer is Jesus and who am I to say that there's a different way uh, when he paid the ultimate price creator of the universe came and died for us. And who am I to say that's not good enough? You know, it's like, I didn't make the rules. These aren't my opinions. These are his, and we are to align to his opinions because He's not the one who fell. He's not the one who, right. you know what I mean? Like, and so it's just, it, yeah, it, there's a lot more I could say on it, but that's, that's kind of the gist. Hopefully that, so I, I would say guys like, man, you know, in terms of like, how can we as believers spot slash counter these wrong beliefs, the word, yeah, the word, know the word, eat it, you know, saturate yourselves in the word, saturate yourselves in his presence, seek his face. Like, those are the things you guys and and some of you have been doing those things diligently for your whole lives and i think it's amazing you know i had to learn thank you lord i didn't have to i didn't dive all the way into it but it was and i would say it wasn't like a long process i would say it was probably like like two months you know but i mean Mm -hmm. even looking back on it, it felt like a lot longer than that but um yeah so yeah so good so all right uh, let's do some, let's do some fun ones. Yeah. Go to some other ones. So, um, let's see here. Uh, oh, Lauren, Lauren, my wife, Lauren, we love yes. Lauren. She yes. said, if you could use one word to summarize your experience doing Elijah fire, what would it be? And why illumination? Oh man. Okay. So it, I actually got this question ahead of time. So I actually got to think about this, but I'm going to say the word is probably impossible because 
had you had asked, like, had you told me three or like even two or three years ago that I would be on this live stream with somebody named Jeff doing a Q&A, producing a show every day, I would have told you you're absolutely nuts. You're insane. There's no way that that's me. It's not happening. Whatever. Like dismissing that entirely. So I've come to realize that I'm sort of living this thing out that I thought would be completely impossible in my lifetime to do. And that's only because God put it in my hands to do it. Like that's the only reason why I'm even doing it. So I would say that's my, if I had to have one word, that would be it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> crazy. crazy? <laughs> True though. Yeah. It's like good. Too. You know, it's like, it's just, I would say also another one's unpredictable. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say challenging too, because you get stretched in so many ways mm -hmm. and like the Lord, like really pull, like, as you, as we've been doing this, so like the Lord's been really pulling stuff out of me. That's like, Hey, we got to deal with this, you know? So yeah. in that way, it's challenging too. It's like, it's not, it's not an easy thing every day. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun and we enjoy it for sure, but it's, it's definitely challenging as well. And, but it's a good process of being challenged and stretched. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know what I think? I mean, there's so many, so many one word um, yeah, you know, uh, one word answers to that, you know, just like, uh, awe inspiring, which I guess is like technically one, but if you put a hyphen in there, technically it's one word, I guess, but mm -hmm. just like, uh, I just week by week, you know, coming on and, and sometimes you don't feel like you have anything to give, right. uh, which is actually the perfect that, that as crazy as it sounds. Uh, is actually the perfect place when you feel like you have nothing to give and then you're like holy spirit please like i need you to i need you to drive this yeah. because i don't know and every single time he shows up and it's just yep. like um just he is absolutely so essential um having the holy spirit and and and, and following his guiding guidance is so guys it's like so essential um yes. and there's so much joy that comes it's like there can be like so much warfare guys like leading up to an episode of like for like three hours i'm in like a funk and i'm just like bombarded with like thoughts the enemy's just like trying to like i mean honestly like just full yeah it's just heavy like, and you're you like you are not good at this you uh no one cares like, yep. you, like there's so many other better people than you could be doing this. Um, you know, who are you to talk on this issue? Uh, you know, shut up. Nobody wants to hear what you have yeah. to say. Like, I cannot tell you that, like how insane the bombardment of the thoughts are, but it's like, again, orient yourself with scripture. I'm just mm -hmm. like, well, what are the things God has said to me? Because these are producing something that actually is not a kingdom emotion, right? right. Love, joy, peace, like all of those, you yeah. know, those are fruits of the spirit. Like, what is that producing when someone says to you, you, nobody cares what you have to say. What does that produce in you? And so for some of you, you've been listening to that voice for a little bit too long. What is that producing? And people have actually begun to go, oh, that's true. I am nobody. And I'm like, well, hang on. Jesus actually says that you're somebody because he's somebody. Mm -hmm. He died for you. Mm -hmm. That's not nobody. Right. You know, like, and, and so, um, it's important to just whatever those lies are, find a scripture that can combat it. 
but all that to say, you know, hours you get like sometimes hours of just bombardment after bombardment, even after we had to tell people, Hey, can you pray? Things are a little bit nutso right now. Um, uh, but you get into the episode and all of a sudden it's like something significant happens or you feel it in the spirit. It may not, the episode may just be, you know, another garden variety, Elijah fire episode, but something shifted in the spirit and you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that was it. That was like, I'm not. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, some, man. So yeah, some days are just hard. Like just the, the warfare, some days are harder than others, others for sure. I think sometimes I'll have days where it's just like very heavy or even like right before we go on a show, I'll get super anxious for no reason. I'm like, I do this every day. I should not be having an issue right now, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, it's just like the enemy kind of wants to throw you off your game a little bit to just put distractions a lot of the times. Well, even during the show, man, like I'll get people like someone will be talking about something and I just like, uh, like, Cause I, I'm definitely a feeler and I see oh, yeah, you know, yeah. fear as well. So, um, I like, there's just crazy stuff that happens, um, during the show and no one will know if <laughs> no. I look more distracted than usual, that's probably because I'm, that's what's going on. Um, yeah. is I'm like waging war in the heavenlies, uh, while they're, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, you know, in the spirit doing some crazy, yeah crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, it's um yeah, so I would say those, you know, definitely crazy, unpredictable, awe-inspiring, uh so many amazing, incredible, yeah. wild, you know, it's just well, wild and wild and crazy are kind of the same, but yeah. you know. <laughs> all of the uh, words. All the words. Yeah. And then okay, and then Lauren also asks, what's a piece of advice you'd give to someone wanting to start their own? podcast i would say get a good microphone above anything else you could have the junkiest camera ever but sound is so important don't like i would spend the money um i use a sure fm7b so it's a sure fm7b sm sm7b sure sm7b there's a lot of, there's like a sure MV seven, which is a, a, like a step down from this. It's a little bit more affordable. Uh, those are two great microphones. Um, but I, yeah, I would say that's the first thing. Um, I actually, if any of you guys are in YWAM still, uh, YWAM LA, which is kind of based in Texas right now. And it's all online. I actually did a course for them last year about how to launch your own podcast. So it's like a multi thing. Yeah. So, so if you go to the YWAM LA site, um, you have to, you have to be an, a YWAM alumni to do it. But um, there's actually a course there. If any of you guys are interested that a wa- I broke down, like how to do branding, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. It was like, it's pretty ex- exhaustive. So, like, yeah. yeah. I remember you doing that series like, yeah. or doing the, doing that putting that together while we were yeah. doing all the shows and be like man yeah it was, it was <laughs> i don't know how you did it <laughs> yeah it, the grace of god um right so uh yeah it's but I, I would say a microphone is the first thing um also i guys just be yourself like oh, yeah. i think that's something that's been the biggest hurdle for me is like even now i like there's still a lot that i i'm still working at like getting comfortable with showing the full magnitude of myself on and i'm pretty authentic but um 
you know, there's still things that I'm, I'm still working on even, um, just being vulnerable, um, because vulnerability is great and it's, it's something that's so needed in the body of Christ, but there is that tension. I think this is where a lot of people feel, feel, um, the fear of man and myself included is, is the church says, man, we need to be more authentic. We need to be more, more open and, and real about what we're going through. But then when we do, it's met with scrutiny. And, right. um, and so it's this kind of weird paradox. And even just yesterday, there's this um, Christian artist who's going through something really rough, clearly right now. I think she just went through a divorce and is, t- you know, kind of communicating some of that in her, her music. And someone w- was in the comments yesterday and just was blasting her and saying, like, I thought you were a Christian. What's this? And I'm like, whoa, like. And see, that's the hard part too, as a Christian artist, and I would even say an artist who is a Christian, uh, because what does Christian artist mean? You know, it's like, we have to really break that down because everybody's going to have their own opinions on what that means. And unfortunately, people also will put that on you. So Illumination is a writer. She's Mm -hmm. also a spirit-filled Christian. Now, someone is going to immediately make a connection in their brain and go, okay, I know exactly what that looks like. Well, guess what? Illumination is going to produce something yep. and that might not go along with your definition, but that it actually doesn't make it wrong. And that doesn't mean that she's the idea is any less God breathed. Um, and so I think all that to say, my encouragement to anybody who is wanting to do their own podcast is just do it, get a good microphone right. and be yourself. Like the world doesn't need more homogenized cookie cutter you know, whatever, like there are different, God is infinite and all of us are made in his image, but also all of us represent different, slightly different facets of who he is. And that's what's so amazing when the body comes together is you get this amazing picture, um, of beauty. And, and so I, I love expression. I love artistic expression and I love, uh, I love when people feel free to be themselves. And I think that there should be a space within Christianity for us to, to show some of our quirks and our uniqueness and, right. and, and um, obviously being biblically sound and all that is so important to me. But um, yeah, that would be my, my encouragement to people is like, get a good microphone and just be yourself, you know, and, and yeah. head in that direction, but have Jesus in the center of that. Don't be like, well, I got to like, uh, you know, I, then just can get a drift into like idol worship. I mean, the ultimate goal is that we're conformed to his image. Um, but all of us are kind of coming from different points, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know I if you have anything else. Illumination. I mean, that pretty much sums up what I would say. Um, yeah, I would just say, I'd probably say about the exact same thing. But speaking of creativity, we have another question about creativity from another person named Lauren. Um, one of our viewers submitted this question, and I really would like to hit this. Uh, what advice would Jeff and Illumination give to Christian creatives? And since we were just talking about that, I think it'd be really great to kind of jump off into that. Yeah. So, who asked that one again? Uh, Lauren. She goes by I think it's Lullison L- in the chat. Yeah. yeah. So, I think she's one. Of, she's one of our pretty regular people too. But um, going off of the like the Christian creativity thing. My advice would be, and this apply, I, I think for me, this applies to all creatives and not just Christian creatives, because I think sometimes when we like 
put the label Christian creatives, it causes that problem. Like Jeff was just saying, like it automatically puts you into a category and then not a lot of people, like if you are a Christian writer or a Christian musician, artist, or if you are a Christian filmmaker, it automatically puts you in this category that a lot of people are automatically closed off to. Mm -hmm. So honestly, for me, my advice would just be pursue the Lord in your creativity and ask him how you should, um, how you should present that to the world. Like if he wants you to be like super, super explicitly, yes, label yourself as like a Christian author, um, then, then do that. But also I think we're kind of coming into this new, new era where a lot of creatives who are Christian are just being creatives and that will kind of open yourselves up for like people to like read your story or watch your movie and encounter God it, without necessarily having a label or an expectation attached to that. Um, that's kind of like the goal I'm doing with my current project right now is I wanna put biblical principles into this, this story, but not be like a Christian allegory is like on the nose, yeah. it's like Narnia or something right. like that, you know? Which Narnia is awesome. Narnia is great. I love yeah. Narnia. So C.S. Lewis is actually one of my favorite writers. Yeah. So Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's great advice, Nate. I think there's so many. I know God is positioning so many Christian creatives who actually have, and it's it's the ultimate form of infiltration. And these are people that have been forged in the secret place. Um, you know, have gone through a lot. God has burned out a lot in them, but they still know that they're called to like tell more allegorical stuff. Um, stuff pulling from biblical principles and communicating it to a world. I mean, there's there's a there's a deep kind of uh, that's deep, you know, that because mm -hmm. you're you're piercing through a lot of barriers that people have. Right. Um, if you're like, yeah, it's a it's a western, and people are like, oh, I love westerns. Right. Let's go see this, you know. Mm -hmm. But being able to illustrate, and we we do this so much. It's interesting because we do this so much in, uh, you know, in the church anyways, where, you know, like arts and entertainment are very prevalent, but for so long they've been held by non-Christians. And, and I am of the mind that regardless of someone's intention, if there are a lot of eyes on something, God will speak in that. Oh, and yeah. He will use whatever, um, what, whatever's there. And, and, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of messaging right now uh, from heaven about unity. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why we're so pulled towards Avengers and things like that, these big superhero movies is it's all about unity actually. And, and that's mm -hmm. actually where they get their strength is from unity. And, and yeah. that's something that like is a big kingdom message uh, to the body of Christ um, right now is, is unity regardless of denomination. Right. Um, and uh, these are not like, these shouldn't be dividing lines. Um, and so, you know, it's obviously like there may still be some in, in any given movie, there may still be some ungodly messaging. I'm not excusing that. But at the same time, there is a lot that God is communicating through the arts and entertainment in the secular world through secular people where they're like, mm -hmm. I don't know, this just felt like the right message. And obviously like a lot of you guys who watch Elijah streams are very aware of that now legendary episode where Robin Bullock broke down the first three episodes of the Mandalorian. 
Um, oh my gosh, I love and <laughs> it's undeniable. It is undeniable that there is a message in there from the Lord. Oh, yeah. Why? Because there are so many eyes on that show and God's like, I can work with that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to use John Favreau. Who's a, a Jew. I'm going to use him. I'm going to, he's just, this is going to come so naturally to him. He's just going to, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, to me, I'm so amused by that, that like, right. even if someone is anti-God, God is still going to speak through them. And it's just like, I'm sorry, like God is yeah. sovereign, you know? Right. Um, and I think it's uh, interesting too. This is something I've noticed with arts and entertainment in particular is that somehow artists all have like some kind of like sensitivity or like almost they have their finger on the pulse of like what God's doing right now, regardless of if they are in a relationship with God or not. It's just something, I don't know. I don't know what it is about like the creative space, but maybe it just boils down to the fact that God's a creator and that's like, that's how he pours out himself is just through creation. And right. I think artists kind of have this special like in on that pulse of like, so anyway, also tap into that of like, ask when you're creating, ask the Lord, like, what do you, what, what is the message you have inside me that you want me to put out there? That's a question right. I ask like, God all the time is like, right. obviously there's a story you put in me to tell, show me how, what I need to tell and how to do it. Yeah. yeah. And see, it just goes back to like what I repeat ad nauseum on this show of like, whatever you do. And I said this, I think last time on episode 200, pretty pointedly. Uh, so I won't beat a dead horse, uh, but uh, <laughs> is everything you do needs to stem from your relationship with the Lord. So I think, especially as creatives, we can get so fixated on like, yeah, but I need to like, I need to master my, my abilities and my giftings. And yes, that's true. It is true. But everything stems from your relationship with the Lord. And if, if you divorce yourself from that, you're in for a very unpleasant existence. Um, I think it's so important to, to seek his face in everything. And, and look, some of my ideas after intimate times with the Lord, some of my ideas, people on the surface may look and go, you just spent time with the Lord. How did you come up with that idea? Cause it's very conceptual. It's not like, and here's the Jesus figure and he comes in. I may come up with a story that has a Jesus figure in it, but it's not a prerequisite. Like right. you, especially if you're a painter and if there's any painters out there, you have permission. Your artwork does not need to have a cross in it to be qualified as Christian art. Like Preach. it's not, that's not what actually like it should be birthed out of an explosion of intimacy with him. And like, oh, you know, like I'm working on a, a stop motion animation movie right now using action figures. And, uh, I have very intimate times with the Lord doing that, you know, it's not, uh, and there's actually a very big, you know, kind of a fun message in the short film that kind of worked itself into it as I was doing it. But, um, uh, anyways, that's a, a whole nother yeah. thing. So, um, also Lulu here, I'm going to, Lalison also said she wanted Lulu to make a cameo. So yes. I'm going to go wake her up really quick. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to check the chat. Michael, are there any other good, really good ones? Anything that I missed? Oh, I love Jillian's question. Hi, Jillian. You have the best questions. Okay. So while we're waiting for Jeff, do either of you have a life verse or a current favorite? Um, I've been kind of hanging out in Isaiah... Was it 26 3, 
where it's is it, it's either 26 i think it is 26 3 where it says um oh my gosh i'm like totally blanking right now but it says something about anxiety and it says like he those who trust it's about trusting god and that's the way you overcome anxiety in that verse mm. so that's kind of where i've been camping out right now awesome yeah. help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today yeah. okay again the whole so, trust thing looping back <laughs> here's lulu oh sweet baby She's been dealing with a flea problem that we're we're uh, combating right now. So she's uh, she was actually just doing a pre hairball hawk up oh, hawk no. she, when I when I grabbed her. She's good now though. Uh, but yeah, she's super poofy uh, and a little groggy as well. Um, but uh, we actually got her in 2016, and actually, it's kind of a fun story. So I named her. I just thought it was a cute name. Um, and uh we uh so i worked at trader joe's and right next door was a pet co and they had um animals to adopt there and um my sister jen was there with um one of my nieces and she was like look there's a cat and we had just moved back to salem and um and she uh was like super sweet um but she was an adult cat i think she was three at the time and there were all these other kittens and so i remember i ran over there and i was just like scoping it out and the girl Aww. at the um the girl on the counter she's like oh my gosh she's like i love this cat she always meows and wants me to come over and like spend time with her i'm like it's funny because i think about that i'm like that is very much like lulu like if we're in another room and she's like she just doesn't want to be in the same room, but still wants attention. She'll like howl in the hallway Aww. as we're like, Meow! and, uh, and, um, and so anyways, it was like, I think it was on a Friday and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I love this cat. She's super cute. Her tail's like massive and she's super poofy and sweet. And, um, and, uh, and so the weekend went by and I came back in and all the kittens had been taken, but she was still there. And my heart was just like, it, I was like sad. Cause you know, she wasn't selected by anyone, but I was like, you're coming home with me. And so, uh, we took her home and, uh, she very quickly got, uh, just super cozy and just, Aww. you know, wanted to, she was super skinny too. Cause it's the stress of like not being anywhere. And then we, we got her chubs. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a cute yeah. cat. Actually, she's we got her chubs, but then we cut back. So now she's yes, Aaron, Lulu's origin story. Um <laughs> and so yeah, she's but she does this like really queer cute thing. So like we have a lot of like weird terms. Again, I'm like a nickname person. So like we kind of talk baby talk with her. So like uh she does this thing where I took this big wool sock and stuffed two tennis balls in it and put a zip tie. So it's like a little creature about squirrel size. And, um, and uh, we call it herb quest herb crust. Uh, and the reason why I have to explain why uh, is you have all these crazy names. She like grabs onto it and like cats when they like get crazy, like grab uh -huh. onto something and use their back legs and like scratch. So she'll do that. But, the base of a cat's tail is like there's a lot of nerve endings so they're like they it's like people call it like the funny spot or something where they like you scratch them and they like, kind of like 
lick the air and lick. But if you like tap her like this, she goes. <laughs> and then uh, and then she like scratches and gets crazy. And then you can grab so her and flip her like and I'm like, she's like a steak, you know, like. <laughs> and so uh, we call it herb quest. It's like an herb crusted steak. Anyways, it's like a long winded. Uh, yeah. And uh, so she does that. She does all kinds of other crazy things. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's Lulu. That's kind of, that's Terrible. how we that's how we got her, and uh, she's definitely a part of our family. Has a lot of personality, even though she's uh, don't use Frontline or use Revolution Plus for Flea because Vet said overuse Frontline. Oh, okay, good to know. Thank you. I don't use Frontline. Uh, we use Advantage. Um, I don't know if you guys have any opinions on that. Either just fee- feel free to uh, to comment um but yeah she's like got a hyper allergy to to flea she can get bit by a flea just like a couple of times and then she has a big reaction um uh, so we it was just like nothing. like an extra uh kind of extra angry f- flea season this year so it's been you know we're pretty diligent she's a long-haired cat it's important to brush them and all that so you take good care of her and feed her good food and stuff but and it was just a super stubborn fleas this year so um yeah, yeah i heard but, that yeah my poor pup back home is having skin issues i think because of either mites or fleas so pray for my my dog he's not mm. he's in a cone of shame right now you guys it's oh the so cone bad. of shame <laughs> yeah yes oh uh, um yeah so um oh uh illumination you do not oh jeff lulu means pearl in swahili wow how about that i like that uh, illumination does not have an animal no, yet not yet my actually where i live right now is not pet friendly unfortunately i am Boom. praying about that though so i'm like i'm have faith that the lord will be like maybe change the landlord's heart and let me and let people have pets here so we'll we'll pray about that but i did have a dog when i lived with my parents back in pendleton so he mm. is still there he's still around he's uh miles is about 13 now so he's just he's getting up there in years but but he's still a sweet dog. Love him. Yeah. Uh, Anushka also wanted to know, she sent us this big list. She used to live in Israel. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when we went to Israel, she sent us this big list of different things. Um, uh, and so Anushka, I had labna. I had lots and lots of falafel and shawarma. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I had all an olive oil and zatar pita, which was amazing. Um, I had, I don't know if this is on your list. I had halva. Uh, which is it's like the sesame seed for those who don't know it's like the sesame seed sugary sesame seed like uh, like dessert thing uh, i'm trying to think of like the consistency what it'd be co- comparable to but super good everything um, we had in israel was so good and michael's also saying yes all the food oh anushka is israeli oh my goodness so <laughs> i just anushka didn't sound like an israeli name i'm sorry uh so now i know wow jeff yeah uh and so uh, uh, please do not uh, please do not uh, get angry at my uh, mispronunciations of things Anushka uh, I'm doing my best um, I, one thing I was really surprised about though with a lot of the shawarma we went to they put french fries in in the shawarma which was amazing actually um, and honestly like all the food in Israel like that was one of the things I miss 
the most. Oh yeah, that was same. one of my favorite things. My it's always one of my favorite things when I go to different countries, but specifically there because it's so fresh and so. Uh, oh man, guys, if whenever you get to go to Israel, it's a real treat. Um, yeah, it's so yeah. so so good. Yeah. I also felt better eating the food there versus here. Well, like I like noticed a huge difference when I got back. Yeah, it's all like non-GMO and it's so and, delicious. Yeah. Jillian, it is a bit like a California burrito. Uh Oregon, we have one called the Oregon burrito, which is like not necessarily French fries, it's like chopped up potatoes with like steak and cheese and stuff like that. It's super uh comfort food um here. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like the California burrito as well. So really uh oh i pronounce it fine okay yay um yeah a we lot of best just a lot of uh i had shakshuka which is like it's like for those who don't know it's like a tomato sauce with like egg where you like poach an egg in it oh man woo! i had that a lot yeah you did and you had lauren, it like every morning <laughs> yeah lauren uh actually yvonne makes it quite a bit and so she sent lauren a recipe in arabic and so she makes it now and it's just like, ooh, mm, it's so good, you guys. Uh, so I love it. Um, so we actually, after being in, yeah, Michael's like, all oh, the food. Yes, absolutely. Um, but after being there, Lauren and I have actually adapted more of a European or a Mediterranean style diet, which is heavy on veggies, healthy fats and stuff like that, just because we love all that food anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Um, for those of you who want to give it a try, it's delicious. And might I actually uh, recommend for a good high fat breakfast, pesto eggs. What you do is you take a little pesto in the pan and then you put an egg over it and you fry the egg in the pesto. And it is, dare I say, so good. So highly recommend that. Um, I have to try that. Yeah, the food in Israel was amazing. Thank you, Anushka, for all of those recommendations. And yes. we have them on files. Whenever I go back, there's several other things on there that I wanted to try. We just didn't get to, um, Elijah, what are the dates? Do you know yet? Um, uh, oh, Jillian is having pesto eggs. Uh, way to go, Jillian. Uh, Michael can answer that. Uh, yeah. File those receipts. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Did okay. we get we need to get to one of Bonnie's questions. Yeah, Bonnie has a lot of great questions. So pick one and then we'll... Uh... Oh, my goodness. You're on the spot. I know. Uh, any future plans for the show to do live broadcasts at conferences or in-person events? So far, as we know, not now. We're definitely that... open to it, but yeah. there just is not uh, any discussion about it right now. Yeah. But definitely open to it people there was like a um christian broadcasters thing a couple of months back and i had so many people write me they're like hey are you is elijah fire gonna be there i'm like i don't even know what this is but apparently right? it's a big deal and it was in florida i think so that would yeah. be really cool to go there and network with people i mean and i love meeting our people like anybody who watches the show in person so mm -hmm. um it might not even be like an event per se but if we're at something and like you say just say hi you know like your sister says hi ella my oh hi ella love you. <laughs> my family sis. is a huge fan of the show apparently yeah <laughs> which is great yeah um, so uh another one that was good this is actually from the last time that we did one of these the 200th episode which we didn't get to and i think we should get to it 
what does a day in the life look like for prep uh prepping for the show also mm. for all right nash you can go first i can go first okay so my morning typically looks like um usually what i will do first thing is make sure everything um for the show the next day is good to go and then i will i will go over that um that stuff that's just kind of like the technical end of it making sure everything that the show needs to have like for the description and stuff is all put together that's typically what i'll do um make sure everybody has the right emails and all the links and everything that needs to be done is in order and organized um but then i will also like i will make myself coffee and i will also take time to just kind of um just kind of pray and just seek the lord for that day and yeah, that's kind of it's just kind of go with the flow, just making sure everything's organized and Jeff has everything he needs to do the show. That's typically typically my day to day. Yeah. So and taking my... a break before the show starts. That's also a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jillian, I will give you guys the tiramisu recipe. Uh, yes. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I absolutely will um i just need to compile it uh well i need to it is compiled i need to i need to pull it out i'll i'll give it to you guys on another day uh but i i'm putting a pin in it because it is <laughs> real good i'll remind him credit um uh so yeah for me what an average day looks like is very any day can be completely different um so for me it's usually like a lot of answering emails or answering you know, me messages I get from people. That's usually the first part of my day. Um, a lot of prayer and just preparing for the day and just kind of, kind of staying in a constant state of prayer. I, I like if I can to spend a lot of time prepping. Um, I don't always get that. There are some times you guys, when I literally am looking at the notes as the show's going live and I'm That's like, oh, yeah, well tell me about that. You know? And I'm like, I'll, I'll get yeah. started on the first point and then I'll read the rest of it while they're talking. <laughs> um, so, and honestly too, sometimes I'm just like, okay, these are a good safety net. I'm just going to listen to the spirit because it's going to be too distracting for me, especially if it's a lot of notes, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go, okay, I want to honor what they feel like they're going to share. And I always touch base with the guest when they come in backstage. Um, I always touch base with them and just kind of, we kind of talk about what we're going to talk about. And, and often the guests will say, well, these aren't like, we don't have to stick it to these 100%. I'll okay, well, what's like something you really feel like you're supposed to hit? And I'll just have here with like point two or whatever, um, if there's multiple points. Um, right. So that um, I work on a lot of projects. Uh, some of them take a while. So those of you who saw the marriage 101 part one of three on Wednesday, we debuted the new, uh, the intro that plays for every teaching series going forward. So uh, that can, for me, can take a while because I, I have to do a lot of other things while I'm, um, while I'm working on a project. So I get pulled away um, yeah. to talk to this person, to that person about certain things and, um, or I'll have to pause this because someone's working on a thumbnail that I need to talk to them about or redesigning a thumbnail and I have to. So I'm, I, for me, I feel like I'm constantly like moving around, like in terms of just what my focus is. Um, but then, yeah, usually, uh, you know, once around one twenty hits one twenty Pacific time, I'm setting everything up and, uh, getting ready and, and, um, and then, you know, then we do the show and 
you know, it's a lot of like, you know, once the show's over, you know, we talk with the guests. There's a lot of amazing yeah. stuff that happens actually after the shows. Uh, I know. We really yeah. talked about like, oh my gosh, you should have been recording this like yeah, this after, is the whole episode of after hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all, all of our guests that we have on are just amazing people. Phenomenal um, people. You know, it's just, there's never been like, there's never been anybody who I've been like, man, I just like, that person is a completely different person when the cameras, you know, when we're, we're going live and they're totally different. Uh, there are some people who I can tell are more introverted or, or reserve their energy and just blast it all out. Cause they're kind of anointed to be on a stage or a platform. But then once it goes, they're just not as covered. They, they burned out. They left everything out on the table. Um, and then once the show's done, they're kind of just like pretty pooped. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of depends uh, on the guest. Uh, you know, and some are more introverted, uh, but definitely have an anointing for teaching. And and right. um, but everybody is unique and inspiring and encouraging and amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully, Bonnie, that gives you a little bit of an insight into what our yeah. days look like. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be sometimes it can be pretty quiet. Sometimes it can be insanity. Uh, it just depends yeah. on uh, last minute cancellations or other things that you know other responsibilities that kind of come in on top of everything else we have to do it just depends yeah um yeah, yeah. So, so one question in the chat that i think we should answer because i know we're both coffee people yes um i'm gonna find it Alyssa, how do you how do y'all because i love saying y'all how do y'all make your coffee slash what is your coffee order jeff Oh, What's your uh, order? <laughs> mine is typically going to be, it depends. So if it's a really good, like up here in the Pacific Northwest, we are definitely coffee, coffee people. Uh, mm -hmm. Not that other places aren't in the States, but um, for me, it depends. Um, if I really like the way a coffee place does lattes, I will do a latte but i always add a shot in because i don't like and i'm not a sugary drink uh person See, that's me too yeah so it's usually like cold brew with cream coffee with cream uh an americano i usually put cream in that too um and for me actually I, um i like putting cream in my coffee because it actually reduces the acidity and allows you to actually taste the coffee better um so that's actually why I put cream in it. Other people might disagree, but my palate, that's the way my palate uh, tastes and appreciate coffee. Um, but yeah, lattes, I like to put an added shot because it, it does that. It's like, it really, it's like a perfect melding of, you know, the, the cream actually cuts down the acidity, but there's enough shots in there that it brings more of the, the flavor right. of the coffee forward so you can taste it. So uh, yeah, that, that's, those yeah. are my coffee drinks. Yeah, see, I, I'm the same way. I like to actually taste my coffee. Um, it My coffee order changes based on, like, the season slash, like, what I'm feeling in a given moment. So I do really like, like, my usual go-to if I'm going to a new coffee shop is typically, like, a hazelnut latte. That kind of gives me, like, that's my baseline to see whether or not this coffee shop is, like, something that I would like to return to. So I'll usually go with that. Or right now I've really been into, like, having cappuccinos while i write like i will just sit there with a cappuccino and there's been some days where i've had two and i'm in there in the coffee shop for hours writing so that's kind of been where i'm at but if i make it at home it's usually just 
you know, drip coffee, a little bit of almond milk or half and half, depending on how much dairy I want to have in a day. So, yeah. And also, yeah, I was thinking Nicholas Brownie says black rifle coffee, y'all and strong dark roast, my fave. Yeah. See, I can't do dark roasts. We were talking about this the other day. It's interesting because right uh, light roasts and medium roasts have more acidity, but actually medium roasts, I are for me are the perfect balance because I used to, I used to drink dark roasts. Uh, but it actually like hits my gut like a freight train. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, like um, I've really tried to to drink dark roast, but um, I decided that medium roast is like the nice sweet spot for me. Yeah, so. See, I hang out in the dark roast, medium roast. Yeah. There. Yeah. Michael, dark roast or barf, <laughs> barf emoji. No offense. <laughs> no offense to the dark roast people. You know, you no. do you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not offended. I think it's just because my parents both loved their coffee super strong so whenever my parents would make coffee it was really really strong and so does my grandparents and all my extended family like have you ever heard of cowboy coffee <laughs> it's like you still whiskey? Do you put whiskey in it? <laughs> no, no. it's like it still has like grounds in it that's how strong oh yeah okay yeah it's like it's like the strong like strong strong coffee and so it's yeah that's my background that was my introduction to coffee yeah, Daniel A says I like Norwegian coffee. I I don't know if I've ever had Norwegian. I don't think I've had it either. Coffee, but I'm sure it's lovely. Uh, and I I would love to try it. Arabic coffee. Was so mm, oh yeah so good. I, okay, I will say this. I do like sweet coffee, but it depends on what it is. So if it's Turkish coffee. 110%. Yes, I love it. Uh, but you get like such a small amount and they usually mm -hmm. put a lot of, you know, sugar and cardamom and all that. Uh, oh, it's so good. Um, I did drink coffee in yeah, Israel, Anushka. Yes, I had many a cup of uh, Arabic coffee. Yeah. Uh, and I regret nothing. It was so good. Oh, we did. Uh, what's that one place called? Aroma, which they were like, we don't have Starbucks. We have Aroma and it is far superior uh it's actually like artisan artisanal coffee oh, yeah um yeah so anushka we did have aroma quite frequently they would stop and we would get that super good um yeah real Say, I love good. what vicky says sweet coffee cold hot coffee no sweet i i i incline to agree if i yeah. have an iced coffee i like putting you know it's it's summer i'm having iced coffee i want my salted caramel in there and it's like it's fun it's supposed to be fun yeah my hot coffee in the winter time is supposed to be like dark and cozy and kind of like yeah. moody for what i'm uh, doing yeah also okay i so at, to to go with the sweet coffee thing um i love eggnog uh, i think it's I amazing do too. so i put instead of cream in my coffee i put eggnog in my coffee during during the yes. christmas time um, oh, and yes. then I also like, um, uh, I also like peppermint mochas, but I cut mm -hmm. everything in half. So all the sweetener is cut in half, sometimes into third. Um, cause you know, I try not to eat, I have a sweet tooth and I try not to have very much so that when I do have it, it's a sometimes thing like my ratios. You guys know, I like yes. my, right? My ratios. It's, it's um, ratio season. It's going to be ratio season again soon. Is. I just had a ratio the other day. Oh so, man. Right to kick off my weekend. Okay, so Rachel keeps bringing up dance, and I'll have you know when I was at the concert last week, I was I was feeling it. I, like I I'm one of those people like I have to move. Like if I feel music, because I I'm one of those types that I feel music. 
So like, I, I definitely was like, and so much so that like, cause it was like, it was a sit down concert for the most part. So I was just like, I was, I was just like bobbing in my seat and I kept bumping into the guy next to me, but he was doing the same thing. And I was just like, bro, I'm sorry. My moving and grooving is bumping. And he's like, Oh, it's okay, man. He's like, I'm in it too. But yeah, like he and I both were like, just getting into it. That you know? is so great. Yeah, so, uh, I, like I said, I just don't, I don't like the, the dumb TikTok dances. I think they're dumb. And I'm not gonna do it. Uh, he but won't I'm do. Not, he won't I'm do not anti-dance. I've been dancing all day, listening to music. Because I stand See, I was doing that I this work, morning so too. I was. Mm -hmm. I was just. I was feeling it. Uh, yeah, Lauren, you guys should see him when our our countdowns play. He's always like in the oh, yeah. background. Yeah, I'm always always getting down. We're, and then, we're both like doing this. We're we're doing something. It's we're bobbing. We yeah. be bobbing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, I think Bonnie. There was um. She said, favorite childhood video game, favorite holiday. Uh, just because I want to check Bonnie's off the list. Um, favorite childhood video game. Well, favorite holiday Christmas, hands down. No contest. It's Christmas. Um, Christmas time. Love it. Um, but favorite childhood video game, several. Uh, Donkey Kong 64 uh, is a really good one um that was one of my favorites growing up sonic the hedgehog when i was really young early early 90s um uh M mario super mario world played that quite a bit yoshi's island anybody yoshi's island that was another great one on the super nintendo um so many so many 007 golden eye on nintendo 64 played that a lot too uh yeah so yeah, see, Donkey Kong's legit. Um, yeah. What about you, Nash? Do you uh, uh, favorite holiday? Favorite holiday is actually Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect so, Dark is better than Goldeneye, Matt. I agree. Yes. Oh my gosh. Zelda, absolutely. Zelda. Sorry, I'm totally. No. There's the coming in. Coming I know in they're now. like this is live. This is live Q and A, so we yeah. can be interrupted by the chat. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is like this so is what I'll this let is you for. Finish, though, you're, and I'll uh, continue because I have other <laughs> I have other I, things that have come to my mind. But continue. So favorite? Yeah. Do you have any favorite childhood video games? So I actually didn't grow up playing video games at all. I didn't really get into video games until about 2016. So the first video game that I play, well, not the first video game that I played, but the first video game I really got into was portal and portal 2 so portal, those are like portal 2 is a great yeah game. portal 2 might be my all-time favorite game but that is like a very close like there are things that are like very close in that list for me uh -huh. um a great game that you recommend to me was horizon zero dawn and i still yeah. think about that game it was That's so great, great. yeah um, so lots of great games portal for those who though. don't know you you're you have this portal gun and it's Oh yeah. You, you fire two portals. And so like, if I shoot a portal on this wall and one on this wall, now I see what's through this portal and it totally melts your brain, but you have, oh, to, yeah. solve, you have to solve puzzles and mm -hmm. um, in a 3d space. You guys, it's, it's like, it's crazy, super creative and super fun. So yeah. um, if you ever get the chance yeah. play it. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So people were shooting off Zelda. Love Zelda. Absolutely love Zelda. Oh, um, I am I, a Mario Kart person. I see Mario Kart in the chat. Yeah. I like, I Zelda, am Link to the past yeah. Super Nintendo legit. The Ocarina of time legit. 
even uh, Breath of the Wild, um, legit. You know, I yeah, big Zelda fan. Played Street Fighter, yes. Um, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 See, I've played a lot. You've played a lot more of the classic Nintendo titles than I haven't, because again, like I didn't grow up with you it. Were alive. But, well, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a. They weren't as. They weren't really a thing or as popular yeah. when I was growing up. One, and but I played a lot of like more indie type games on PC. Yeah. That's kind of been my gem. One little. One game that I really loved is called One Shot. You can get it on Steam. It's a very like it's a very short play, but it's actually like it's got a lot of like really good um story beats to it that are actually kind of prophetic because like the whole arc is like you're restoring light to the world. And I'll just drop that. Oh, that's and that's cool. a very yeah, that's really cool. very meaningful story. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh Arnold Contra definitely played Contra. Uh, Ninja Turtles, absolutely. Super Smash. Metal Brothers. Gear Solid. MGS, yes. baby. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, all kinds. Yeah, Final so Fantasy. Yeah. I know you guys played that. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so many great. A lot of gamers in here. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. You guys are um, our people. Yeah, so um, still play games to this day. So does yeah, Lauren. I'm Lauren and I are both pretty avid gamers. Although I am being super disciplined right now, you guys, because I am not playing anything until I finish the bulk of the animation for my short film. Um, for those who are have been following me on uh, social media, um, I have been working on a short film since 2017, um, off and on. I have not. I don't want people to like see it and be like, "This does not look like he put in five years worth of work." Um, it has not been five years straight through it's been five years actually more than five years it's how many is that seven six years um but uh yeah so i i'm i'm really trying to make a hard push um because it's really hard man like learning so much about like myself and and uh fostering a vision for something mm -hmm. for that long um and keeping that alive yeah, um commitment Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's been a challenge, but I was just telling them backstage before we started about just how difficult and how, how many variables your brain needs to consider. Because I was saying how, when you, sh when you shoot a short, like a film and live action, a conversation between two people is super easy. You just set up a camera and it's like, you know, it's a close up and whatever. Uh, and, and the action tends to be the stuff that's hard, a harder sell. You want to make sure that it sells. When you animate, it's the reverse because you the the action is the easy stuff. Yeah, there may be a lot of stuff involved, but it's fast and you know you um, it covers up some of your mistakes. You know if you're um, you know whatever and and but the close ups and you're animating people talking. That's where it's hard because you have to actually you have to convey emotion and you have to you actually have to hand animate all of that. Like what you're hearing. Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Um, and make sure that you're you're putting enough pause between words and all of that. And uh, yeah, so it's I'm doing all that right now. So it's, it's uh, yeah. super. But Bonnie actually asked another question, which is a good segue into if I'm working on any projects right now and yeah, I've got that. That's, that's the one I'm working on right now. That project. Um, 
but I have stuff that I live action stuff that I want to do. Um, I have some short films that I've been sitting on and just jotting down notes because I want to do a lot of writing um, once I'm done with that. Um, once I'm done with this project. And I also have a feature idea, but I, I'm looking into actually securing the rights to the movie and seeing if I can do that. Because mm-hmm. last I saw, they were still available, and I'm not going to tell anybody, anybody what it is because it's I, it's an adaptation of a book that it's an autobiography. It's an auto. It is an adaptation of that that I've been sitting on since 2006 that I've wanted to do, dude. So yeah, it's um uh. So yeah, I so, would like to look at securing the rights to that. Everybody? I don't want to talk about it. Do not want to Stay talk tuned. about it until I secure the rights. Um, right. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so a uh, lot of lot of ideas. Also, Lauren and I want to do some stuff together. Um, a blending of just some fun experimental things um, of capturing dreams um, and things we've seen in dreams, or just you know, she and I have big big imaginations, and so do things like that and and it's a blending of you know i've done if you guys see on my instagram i've done i do a lot of make a lot of miniatures um and so blending miniature work with live action and compositing and and, and capturing in um a dream like dreamscapes like things that we've seen in dreams and and really just commu- communicating those in live action um so we're both really excited about that um so uh what is Rachel, what are you saying? You're saying any is Lauren on any Lauren new projects that we may know about too? She's actually working on something for my short film right now. Um, all these cute little line drawings that are going to be in the end And they're credits. very well done, might I add. Yeah. So she's working on that uh, right now. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about collaborating. We work well together. Um, and uh, which is, you know, definitely been a process uh, of, you know, it, it's not something some people can, you know, it, I guess it just depends on temperaments, but Lauren and I are very different in certain ways. And so we've had to learn, like, I remember when I was in film school, I had her do all my storyboards. And for those who don't know what storyboards are, most people do, you have like a frame. This is a very wonky frame, but this is like a, a frame. Yeah. And you kind of you 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 draw what your shot is going to be. Okay, I want a close up of this person that's over the shoulder. And oh man, Lauren and I fought uh, when we were doing it uh, the first time when we were we were working on um, storyboards together. Um, but um, yeah, so you know we've definitely learned a lot in how to communicate to one another, how we both receive like communication, how we like to be talked to. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a process, but we're very, both very excited about this next venture once I'm done with uh, that, but all that to say, I have to finish animating the bulk of everything. I'll still be doing some animating, but I have to edit everything before I can do a couple of the shots. Cause I need to kind of, it's, I don't want to bore you with why, um, but I just, that's what needs to be done. So I can't play any more video games until. I am done with the bulk of the animation. So I'm kind of aiming for the next two months to, I mean, pedal to the metal. Um, it's very doable. I was looking through all my storyboards yesterday and um, I was like, I can, I can do this. I can, I, you know, you kind of get to that point where you get into a yeah. groove and you're like, Oh yeah. It feels so daunting at first when you take on yeah. something like writing a book or, <laughs> you know, doing a movie it feels so daunting. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get into this moment where you're like, no, I got this. I can do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Any Jeff and Illumination collabs in the future? Elijah Fire. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see us on Monday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We could honestly this is so much fun like doing this kind of stuff i actually really enjoyed the interview we did together and like getting to do this stuff and interacting with you guys that's fun so this yeah, has been a fun. fun if you want to call this a collab it's a collab but um yeah but yeah so i mean i think too like you know i, I see Lori saying way to take the arts and entertainment mountain and yeah it really oh, is like you. not getting too idealistic to the point ideals are good i mm -hmm. i am an idealist that it's just the the reality of it but not allowing your ideals to get so lofty that you just feel like everything is like oh no i need to i need to wait to do that or i need to and and just allowing you're giving yourself the grace to fail and, and go oh, yeah like, okay well this thing is now there are some ideas i have where i'm like i really need to wait to do this one because i want to do it right i don't want to like water it down just because i lack the resources so it's about like you know, not, you know, for me, it's like building a bridge. Like each project is a bridge. I have some pretty big lofty ones and I go, okay, well, what's something that's I could do now. And I come with an, another, another idea. I'm like, ah, oh, that's still a little bit further down. Okay. Well, that's another, that's another link in the bridge. Okay. So it's about bridging that gap of, you know, where, you know, the big lofty vision that God has given you and what the next step is. And sometimes you just need to give yourself some grace and patience oh, yeah. to find what that is. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I mean, that's definitely been a process for Lauren and myself, you know, I'm, like mm -hmm. I've said before, like I went through eight years of uh, being kind of in a quiet season and there were three years, you know, when we came, but we moved back from um, to Washington, I talking about earlier where it was like, uh, I literally no creative juices at all. Like mm -hmm. it was just like completely dry for like three years. Um, you know, and, and so it's just, I think just like be gracious on yourself, whatever, whatever your mountain is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and just take whatever the next step is and just go. And just, I think the important thing though is motion. Like, right. Like, don't sit there and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait. Cause I don't know what to do. I'm like, you can do something. Yeah. Like you absolutely can do something. So. Yeah. Forward motion and obedience. Like I, Jeff actually was the one who kind of told me, who told me about this was the no zero days thing, yeah. which I've, I've tried my best to hold to that with, cause right now I'm actually, you guys, I'm trying to write a book and that is a very daunting thing for me. Um, and I have actually several ideas in, in my brain for different books, but I know that if I don't have forward momentum and, uh, put actual work into my first idea the Lord's really highlighting to me right now, if I don't steward that well, I'm not going to be able to pursue the other ideas he's also put in my lap. Right. So whether that looks like, I mean, writing is writing regardless. So some days I won't even work on my book. I'll actually like do like a two to three minute, like random. Mm -hmm. I finished a video game. I feel inspired for a hot minute and I write something based on that. Like that's even like, I even consider that as progress because I'm at least, still applying my skill in, into something to where it's not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose it I'm actually still refining it by doing little practice things even if I'm not working on my larger scale project on a given day so yeah absolutely yeah, take that too practice yeah. you guys it's work <laughs> absolutely yeah. so I think it's 
was this Andrea that asked this question or is it someone named Andrea? Is there one Andrea, thing that we, our Andrea. Yeah, is there one thing that we don't know about you that may surprise us? Oh man. I do not forward think this one. But. Yeah, this one's there's several things but they always come up just in I know, in passing conversation. I think for me while you're thinking maybe I don't know if you do you have one off the top of your head? I mean, this is something probably a lot of our regular audience would know, but I'm like very tiny for people who don't She's know. very tiny. I'm very tiny compared to Jeff. Very ridiculously small. I am yeah. 4'10". So, um, yeah, I don't look it on camera, but I am very wee. And so that is one little known fact. But mm -hmm. um, And people have the uh, same reaction to me, <laughs> but the opposite where they're like you are a lot taller and bigger than i thought you were right uh, i'm like yeah. yeah yeah i think the first time i actually met steve schultz in person he the, he didn't even like say hi to me he was like oh my gosh you're so short like uh -huh. that was the first yeah. thing he said to me i was like it was hilarious really you guys short. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very blunt um yeah um uh, trying to think of like another um something people might not know Mine oh. is oh go ahead. I was gonna say my favorite candy bar is a Snickers. Oh really? There we go. Fun fact. There we go. Snickers. Mm -hmm. Um Reese's being over to cup, hands down. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, mine the only one I could think of, there's a lot, but I was just like, oh, I don't know. kind of weird to say on air. Uh I would tell somebody in person. Uh, but one is that I am incredibly I am a very like, like, especially in my creative process, very physical. Like I have to act out things. And if I'm like talking to the Lord about something, I have to, and I think I kind of alluded to this when I was talking to Andrew last week of like, you know, like I have to like go full warrior mode, you know, um, it, it like when I'm in, in spiritual warfare, where I actually sometimes will actually pretend like I'm fighting people, fighting <laughs> demons, uh, I actually had a really cool dream. I love that. I had a really cool dream when I was in YWAM. Um, a, I was, uh, it felt so real too. I was walking into my house that I was staying in. Um, and I walked into the room and it was dark. And I walked into the room with my, where my roommate was sleeping. And I bumped in the dream. I bumped into a demon and I grabbed he was coming out of the door and I was coming in. I bumped in the demon and then I grabbed the back of the demon's head. And I just started smashing it against the wall. And then I woke up and I was like, that is an amazing dream. <laughs> it, it was like so satisfying. So yeah, I get very, uh, very physical. Like when I, when I direct people, I'm very, very physical. So like I did a short film in my film school and it was in this really dusty, arid area. And I was like rolling around in the dirt and dust and like, um, and I was like, uh, very, yeah, just very physical. Uh, so I was like covered in dirt by the end of the day, um, all sweaty and it's like cakes. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I get very, very physical. Um, uh, so yeah, that's something that is, I could say that to people, but I don't think people fully realize like how physical I can get where I'm just like, oh, oh like running around and like slashing demons and praying. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the one that I was thinking of. Um, let me see. I think we could just do like a couple more. 
Uh, Mandy and Costin actually asked, what are the top three testimonies from Elijah Fire episode? And there are things that came to mind. But honestly, like, and I know this sounds cliche. I am so blessed. And yeah. I never get tired of it. Anytime someone says, my walk with the Lord has grown deeper because of this show. Because it lets me know that I've gotten out of the way. Um, and it's such a blessing because it's such an honor to be used by God in whatever yeah. way, you know, he desires to do it. And, and, and so, especially with this, like that's, that is the heart behind the show is, is getting people hungry to seek God for themselves, you know? And so yeah. for me, it's like, that's what it's all about. So I never get tired of people saying, Hey, I just want to let you know, like your show has blessed me so much. And I just feel like I've grown closer to the Lord. I'm yeah. like, yes like yeah that's it you know that's what it's all about yeah that's the ultimate goal i think for both of us mm -hmm. is to hear you know people actually taking what our guests are saying and applying it practically and i think that's just so important um and it really it's just like man it's cra it's crazy to see um but I don't, I don't even think Jeff and I could even conceptualize how much impact that's had on people. Like probably, we probably won't even know until like way down the road, like no, how many no, people no actually. Um, well, some of you are going to move on to do some amazing things. And yeah. a, a lot of you, I would say all of you in, in your own way, but um, you know, some people are called to larger stages than others. And I know that some of you don't even know what's around the corner and mm -hmm. And, and to me, that's just such a humbling thing to know that whatever God used in this show was mm -hmm. one of those ingredients to get you to where he needed you to be. Right. And um, guys, that's like all of us have that effect in someone's life. We just don't know the magnitude of what that is. All of us are, are, are impacting people in our lives. And so. Uh, it's just, this is just on a, uh, exaggerated scale, I guess, um, to where it's just like, who are we, you know, like, know. all of like, us, not yeah. just Jeff and illumination. Who are we that God is like, yeah. And I'm going to use you to do this in this person's life. Yeah. And this person's going to overhear this conversation that you're having with this other person and blah, 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 blah. It's like, man, like that's insane. You guys, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, Bonnie actually had a, a really interesting question. I really actually really wanted to hit on it. Um, she said, how do you handle a guest who says something you don't agree with? Uh, I let them say it. Um, so when I was in YWAM and this is something that I love about YWAM is, you know, during the discipleship training school phase, DTS, people say DTS, three months of lecture, two to three months of outreach in a foreign country. So those first three months you get each week, you get a new person that comes in, you know, and they're very different from another. It could be a spirit filled, uh, you know, holy roller, or it could be, uh, you know, a very strict staunch Bible teacher or somebody who was specialized in counseling or has a very pointed message about identity and destiny. And it could be a lot of different things. But one of the things that was always encouraged was I'm not going to sit here and force feed you. This is exactly how you should think in regards to this scripture, especially as it pertains to non-salvation issues. When it comes to salvation issues, 
that's where I always make sure that this person is in alignment, proper alignment. But when it comes to other things, I don't want you guys to sit here and be like, well, Jeff said this. That's the last thing I want. Um, I, I'm always pointing towards Jesus and going like, hey, you go talk to him. You know, somebody's like, oh, I need a word. I need a word. But I'm like, go ask him for a word. Like, I'm not, if the Lord gives me a word under the unction of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to give you a word. But, but you should go to him and ask him for a word because he's speaking and he wants to speak to you. And, um, and, and so obviously, yes, he will use other people. That is one of many ways that God speaks, but, um, we should never be completely, uh, our relationship with God should never completely hinge off of someone else getting a word for us. That's a, whenever I get a word and Kelsey and I are very passionate about this. We talk about this a lot backstage. Whenever I get a word from someone, it is always a, almost always, sometimes there's like the little wild curveballs in there. The Holy Spirit's like, boom, you didn't see this coming, but it's often a confirmation of something that God has already been speaking right. to me, which honestly is like oxygen. Because if God has been speaking something to me and someone else gets a word from the Lord that confirms that not knowing that I've been talking to God about this, it is like, it's like wind in your sails. And that's mm -hmm. what I desire for all of you guys is to seek his face. And so for me, it's like, if someone has, if two people, and this has happened, one person comes and they say something about a specific passage. And maybe a couple of days later, someone says something different about uh, the same passage. What I want and the fruit I want is you to go, you know what? I'm going to go see God for myself on this. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and that is what we need in the body of Christ is all of us just with reckless abandon, pursuing the Lord and seeking revelation. And obviously again, salvation issues, a big deal. Um, that's kind of a non-negotiable for me. I fortunately have not had to cross that bridge yet. Um, we'll see how I handle it live. Uh, when, when something happens, um, I, I tend to be direct, but very gracious towards people. Um, when I'm, you know, when, when I do talk about that kind of stuff, um, if there is disagreement, uh, but yeah, so hopefully that brings a little bit of clarity. Um, just hopefully I answered your question set in a satisfactory manner, Bonnie, but, uh, it really just comes down to like, I'm okay. If there are slight disagreements, the reality is like, we're not, we're not all going to agree a hundred percent, but where we need to agree on is salvation issues is that the Bible is the inherent word of God. Jesus is the word made flesh. He's the Messiah, like all of that. Like those are right. things, obvious things that need, they need, that's the bones. Those that's the foundation that needs to exist. It needs to, um, we all need to have a, a proper view of scripture and, and the word of God and how important it is. And everything needs to stem from that um, in terms of when we're teaching and all of that. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully that, that, that yeah. gives a little bit of yeah. clarity. Jesus should be the end all be all like not um, a particular person or ministry. Like it should all just fall like to the feet of Jesus. That's it. So yeah. Um, even if, and it goes back to what we were talking about, about having questions. If you have questions, it's so, it's so much better just to take them between you and God and with the word rather than like having to like put two conflicting opinions in front of you and being like, well, 
I like this person and this person. They're both saying different things. You can still like both people. That's fine. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. can ask that question of the Lord and get clarity from him directly. And that would that's much more beneficial to you than um yeah, than for yeah. particular voices. Yeah, and I would say, and I'm not gonna say names, but there have been people who are dear friends of mine on the show that have said stuff that I've I fundamentally disagreed with. Um and look like again it's not a salvation issue but i'm like that's actually that's not in that specific arena i can't think of any examples and i probably best if i don't because it might out certain people and i don't want to do that because these are people that i love um and are you know spirit filled and are we're all headed towards the cross we're all being conformed into to to his image to jesus's image and so for me it's less about like that's why I'm very, I tend to be very calm when someone is very disagreeable in terms of even just Christianity. Um, I think that's one thing that's, you know, something that God has really worked in me. And, and, and I think a lot of it is because God has called me to be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. There's a difference. Before, when I was entertaining, you know, uh, and my name means peace actually. And so, or God's peace or divine peace. And so I think that there is a measure of kind of marked whatever in me to bring peace right. and clarity. Uh, but it's not to, it's not to be agreeable. That's the distorted version is a peacekeeper, somebody who's constantly just trying to keep peace and allowing people to walk over them so that other people are fine, even if they're in, out of alignment, just because I don't want to make waves. So that's the distorted version. A peacemaker is different. A peacemaker is going to charge headfirst into the center of a conflict and resolve it. And actually, a lot of times be tough enough as those people are trying to swing at each other, they take a hit at you and you're able to to maintain composure. And so I think, um, yeah, I think that that's something that I am called to. Uh, So when I do have a disagreement with somebody, my goal is unity. And again, that's something that I, I'm very uh, adamant about when I talk about relationships, period, is like my commitment is to this person, my wife. Mm-hmm. My commitment is to unity, to a unified vision, which is two halves coming together to make one flesh, one whole. And um, no amount of conflict I have with her or with a friend should trump our desire for unity and, and oneness, whether it's in friendship, a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship. And so I think it's like, you know, look, I'm tried just like everybody else. Absolutely. You know, I do have those moments where I get zinged just like everybody else. And I act in my flesh, but I would say as I've gotten older, um, you know, 10 years, 10 years ago, 10 years, you know, 27 year old Jeff versus 37 year old Jeff is there's a difference, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just a lot more calm when it comes to, uh, you know, yeah. Mellow. Yeah. (laughs) But I also will say uh, in terms of shock, I mean, people get that just going back to Andrea's question. I do also have a very shallow filter sometimes (laughs) where I just say stuff and I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, (laughs) But it does break the ice a lot of times, I found. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes, well, it's just funny because sometimes those little rabbit trails you start on actually are like the ways in which um, on the show people get a lot of insight and revelation. Like you've said some really good stuff just from being like off the cuff like that. So I definitely think that that's a gift you have in yeah. in doing the show. So yeah, sometimes it's a little like whoa that <laughs> <laughs> I surprised yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> um oh and then Kara uh, she asked this last time Kara Starnes which made me laugh what is the worst thing you like to eat illumination I feel like I feel like there are different ways to interpret this question which I think I wrote a note on it when we had this for episode 200 um so it could be worst as in unhealthy or like worst as in what other people would think is gross um man I used to do this thing with my siblings where I used to dip my carrot sticks in ketchup just oh, because. That's, yeah, that's. I mean, okay, here's the thing weird, though. It's, it's weird, but it also doesn't taste. People. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't taste bad. Like I, I would, I don't do it now, but it doesn't taste bad, but it is, it is weird. But also mainly it was like, my siblings were so grossed out by it growing up. I would just continue to do it. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. 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 So I. I don't eat a ton of this stuff anymore, but like queso cheese uh, in terms oh, yeah. of just like worst That's, for yeah. you. I love uh, Lauren loves it it's more so than good. I do, but um, it, it, like queso cheese, like Totino, to, what is it? Totinos or yes. Tostinos, whatever. Yeah. Um, queso cheese with like heated up with some tortilla chips. Oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. uh, I also love ramen um yeah you know and so but there's a weird thing that we did growing up and i still do it from time to time uh and it's so good is if you take like chicken ramen and you drain the water out uh once it's done cooking and then you put parmesan cheese on it what <laughs> it's so good what? yeah okay we're just right, like two right, things right. that don't go together but i'll humor you and i'll go try it but they do and it's really good so we do that. Um, Rachel, I saw you post how to cook an egg and ramen. It's super easy. Uh, depends on what you want to do. If you want to poach it, then you just poach it like a normal egg when the ramen is like, an, um, you know, like a couple of minutes before it's done. Um, you can poach the egg there. Or if you want to have it intermixed in, scramble the egg. And just before it's done, you pour the egg mixture in and stir it. And it cooks and it's it mixes with all the sauce. But I, I tend to like now I've kind of because I don't eat ramen as much and I leave it for like very special occasions. Mm -hmm. I I actually get um a brand called Sapporo Ichiban, which is Ooh. amazing. Um it's way better than your kind of standard top ramen. So I don't really eat nice. top ramen anymore. Top ramen is when you would put the parmesan cheese on. I don't want to defile the Sapporo Ichiban. Cause it's more expensive. So I have it in my cupboard just in case I get a hankering and I call it late night ramen. Sometimes like super late at night. I'm just like, I really want, I really want ramen. Uh, right. So yeah. Yeah. Those are probably like the worst things. And then yeah. of course ratios. I love my, my ratios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On so. the egg thing though, you can also soft boil an egg, which is like hard boiling an egg. And this is what I do when I put egg in my ramen is I will cook it for maybe about like seven, eight minutes instead of the full 12 you're supposed to boil an egg at. Um, and it just like, 
it still leaves a little bit of the yolk, just a slight bit soft. And I don't know, that's very delicious when you just cut it in half and have it with the ramen. I think it's, I think it's very good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cover ramen with queso. Tatiana, that's great. Yes. <laughs> that would be gnarly. Uh, I'm sure it might be good. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Anushka says also small, silly question. It seems like you are both standing. Are you? And how come? Oh, uh, I am. I am standing because I'm also standing. I like to move. I'm very, like I said, I'm very physical. So I like to sitting. Actually, I, um, it, where it really started is when I, cause Trader Joe's was a very physical job. Um, and I used to also work out on top of that. So I was very in good, I was in great shape. And, um, then I got here and I gained like 15 pounds I lost it. Okay. But I did gain a considerable amount of weight. Um, right. and I was like, geez. Uh, and, uh, and so all of a sudden I started experiencing all of these like weird health issues, weird pain. So I went to my doctor and they were like, and he was like, yeah, I mean, you're fine. Uh, but let's just talk about like your lifestyle. What are you? And I was like, well, I'm sitting down a lot. And he goes, okay. He's like, well, they call sitting the new smoking. And so he actually jokingly wrote me a prescription for a standing desk, but I showed it to Michael and Dennis, uh, who, you know, are my bosses here and they ordered me one and the rest is history. So I've used a standing desk ever since. Um, I started eating healthier, started really trying to exercise more frequently. Um, and that's been a long process of integrating that in. Cause it was a lot easier once you're like, your adrenaline was spiked from being at work, a physical mm -hmm. job, even if you're tired, you know, it's just a lot yeah. easier to come home, work out. And now I work from home. And so having to create new, um, new habits and disciplines. So yeah, yeah that's why I stand. Elimination, yeah. what about you? The same reasons. I actually used to work retail as well. So I was up and down like a, an appliance sales floor all day. So I was standing all day before. And then I got, and then I started this job, started sitting a lot more. And then I realized like it's, probably not great for like I already have some issues in like my joints with my hips and stuff and I just noticed if I don't stand a whole lot that tends to get a little bit more like just a little bit more tight and it's just not it's not comfortable so I will stand for most of the shows we do now so unless I'm really tired then I will sit yeah so that's why uh it, it, I do have a like a stool like that I sit on like a cushy stool mm -hmm. um but it's I don't often do it. You'll notice a slight angle change. It's like right. I'm like lower, uh, but I don't always do that. Um, I just like to stand. It's just better. Yeah. See, I would think about like getting a higher, like a little maybe bar stool thing to keep like just under my desk, so I don't have to do the whole. Because mine auto adjusts my standing desk, so I have different height settings for it. But I think I just kind of want to keep it in this one position, so I don't have to mess with the camera anymore. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I might just get a little bar stool and just set it to the side maybe instead. So boom, boom. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm oh, this is a couple more questions that I want to hit on. Matt yeah. asked who the best Batman is. And I thought that was a really interesting question. It's a good question. Uh I would say Kevin Conroy. Um, who's Kevin Conroy? He is or was 
the voice of Batman in everything that was not live action for a very long time, starting in the 90s with one of the best shows ever, Batman the Animated Series. Um, and, and look, I also want to address, because um, I've had some criticism about liking Batman uh, in the past since doing the show. Um, and I look at a lot of these, and people are going to disagree, and that's fine. Um, I, I will say I think that there's a line that I prefer Batman not cross. And there are some things that have crossed that line for me that I just yeah. don't partake in. A lot of comics have gotten very dark with Batman. Um, but for me, I look at superheroes on a kind of a broad stroke and things they represent. Um, and so for me, it's less about, it's more an allegorical thing than, and it always has been for me ever since I was a kid, less about like really doing a deep dive and like, you know, kind of hyper translating Batman into real world. I think any superhero, when you hyper translate them into real world, it actually loses the purpose behind right. it. And then what ends up happening is people who grew up with it grow into adults and they want to bring Batman down to their level or they want to bring a superhero down to their level. And so they inject a lot of darkness into it and jaded uh, and, and so that's why I like Batman, the animated series. It was the perfect balance for me. Yeah. Like Batman represents justice. Superman represents hope, you know, like mm -hmm. those are things that I, um, you know, so I look at them more in an archetypal kind of broad yeah. stroked uh, level. Um, and so for me, Batman, Kevin Conroy, anytime I read a comic, I hear his voice. Um, it was just great. Yeah. The Batman Arkham games are great. Um, so I, uh, and he voiced those. And uh, so I would say he's probably my favorite Batman and he always will be. Yeah. See, I would have to agree with that because that's the Batman I like most, but also that's the Batman I have actually watched the most of besides the Adam West Batman from like way back in the day. I have seen Adam West. So, um, but I do love Batman the animated series. It would definitely be my favorite Batman yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, yeah. he knew I was going to say Kevin Conroy. How could yes. I not? He just has the yeah. best voice. Uh, yeah. So uh, Rachel asked, who's our favorite superheroes? Illumination. Mine uh, is Spider-Man. So in, there's actually a Spider-Man poster right back there. And I have one over here on this side that you can't see. So I have a very deep love for Spider-Man. And actually, the Lord has been using Spider-Man lately to speak to me about some things. Um yeah, so definitely Spider-Man. My second would probably be Captain America as well. So I'm definitely more of a Marvel person than a DC person. Yeah, I yeah. my I'm the opposite. I why well, growing up I always loved both DC and um DC and Marvel, but I, I would say I'm more of a DC guy. Uh my favorites my two favorites when I was a kid were Batman and Spider-Man. Um, and I still love Spider-Man. Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, if you guys have not played it yet, is an incredible game. It's such yes. a, like, there's so much heart in it. And actually, it was like, it totally made me cry. Like, the game is just well acted. So if you guys haven't, if you have a PlayStation 4 and you haven't played it, or even a play, PS5, you can play it too. The it's on Steam comes too. Out. Yeah, so I uh, yeah. highly recommend that game. It's it's clean. It's just really, really good. They nailed yeah, it. I need um, uh, and it's just about overcoming and, and, um, oh, it's so good. Um, but anyways, yeah, I love Spider-Man, but now it's, I mean, 
Superman is my absolute favorite. Uh, I, lo- I love fitting Superman. for you. Yeah. <laughs> love Superman in stature and ideals and all that stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, love Superman, love Batman. Those are my two faves. I still love Spider-Man too. Um, but yeah, Matt, I do agree. Christopher Nolan took Batman up to that line, but the new Batman crossed it hundred percent agree. And for some people, Christopher Nolan stuff was too dark and I totally get that. You know, it's like, it's not a one size fits all kind of a thing. Um, I totally understand when people are like, oh, I was too intense for me. I'm like, yep, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, for me, the new Batman was too, it was too much. It was just like, so I didn't see I, it. I didn't think it was that good to be completely honest. I thought the cinematography, see now I'm nerding out. <laughs> Fraser is one of the best cinematographers working in the business. He did the cinematography for that movie. And I think it's incredible, but um, yeah, I, I just no thank you. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I can I think we yeah. I think we kind of hit all yeah, the major all. you guys uh we just so appreciate you guys yep. and your enthusiasm and encouragement. Um you know, we we yeah. honestly couldn't we couldn't do this without the Lord, but right. we need an audience and um you guys have been so enthusiastic and um for those of you on Rumble as well who more favor Rumble, like we still you guys need to start commenting more. There are so many people that watch on Rumble, like yes. thousands, and we get like two comments. Start commenting. We want to engage with you guys. Yes. Uh, yeah, we want to. We really, we do want yeah. to hear from you. Like I look at comment. I do look at the comments like all the time, you guys. So uh, we really do enjoy hearing your guys' testimonies. Like, please yeah. write us. Um, you can even DM us on like Instagram. That is also a way you can get in touch with us. But we love, love to hear from you guys. And we also just like, like we want to we want to get to know you guys like we we yeah. love you we love doing the show and um yeah so comment um yeah do all that good yeah. stuff so tell us what the and, lord is doing right and, and in regards to like new development in the show because matt i saw your comment at the beginning of the show but um i didn't I was talking about something else and i now's <laughs> now's the time um you know it it really comes down to just manpower there's a lot we would love to do with the show but we just don't have the the manpower right now and we're not hiring right now. Okay. So people are like, Oh, this, uh, I'll help. Um, I would, if I had the ability to, I would say yes, but, um, you know, that that'll come in due time, but it's more just about gate, you know, gauging that stuff, but feel free guys. If you, if you have ideas, like we want to hear them, you know, like, yes, obviously we have stuff that we know is of the Lord, um, you know, but that we would like to do at some point. Um, and I don't want to say them now because I don't want you guys to be like, oh, that's amazing. And then and then it doesn't happen for like another year. Um, mm-hmm. But feel free, you guys, like if any any times you guys have ideas like like we're like it sounds weird to say, but we're very humble. Like we're not like, no, it has to be our way and we're going to do it our way. And, yeah. um, you know, if there's other things you lo- would love to see more of or, or hey, I was just thinking of this, just something to think about. Um, it was just a cool idea I had by all means we we love that at any time that uh, invitation mm-hmm. is open we may not be able to do it um but you know i just love i love yeah. hearing the enthusiasm that you guys have yes. for the show too so yeah yeah you guys are just a mu- as much a part of this as you know as we are and we it's so important to us that that you guys care and you guys watch the show so right yeah, we're so grateful yeah yeah so absolutely. And then, you know, we definitely, you know, I would say my next goal, because I have kind of 
you know, got the teaching series thing set up and all that, yeah. the intro is, is I really would like to get merch. Um, finally, uh, it's just been like a long process of juggling a bunch of other things. And, and, um, and so I would like to get that by black Friday. Um, that's kind of my goal. Uh, it might be sooner than that. Uh, cause I have a lot of the, just going to start with getting a logo or two out. And then I have some other fun ideas that will actually design and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I'll probably employ Lauren to do some stuff. So, um, but that's something I've, I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah, so you guys at least have like an Elijah fire mug. That was the last thing I was working on. Cause I wanted to like get a mug with like, has the star field wrapped around it and it has Elijah fire on both sides. Um, and so you have to like tailor to like make it really long so it wraps yeah. around and um so yeah well i was working on that and then i got i think i think israel happened and then it just you know <laughs> and then life happened uh so mm -hmm. yeah that's a, something that we want to do just because doggone it i want elijah fire merch too. i know i want, like, I want <laughs> when i when we talked about merch i was like we need to do stickers with our logo on it and i need like at least five or six of them because it will yeah. go everywhere i am a yeah. sticker person so yeah. i have stickers on everything like yeah exhibit a right here there we go see sticker stickerville yeah so really just like trying to like hit the jacket thing first and mugs or not the jacket sorry i was reading aaron's thing shirts and mugs and then get into jackets but oh, if we know, did like a bomber jacket that'd be super dope right yeah there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff uh yeah aaron Aaron loves Batman the Enemy series as well. Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman. I 100% agree. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I don't know that he knew the Lord, but that's the other thing, guys. Pray for celebrities, please. Yes. Pray for them. Like, like, don't join in on like the bandwagon of, oh, can you believe what this celebrity said? And blah, blah. Um, I know it's easy to do that. I have to fight that urge sometimes too because just some of the insanity coming out of some of these people's mouths but they need prayer mm -hmm. and it's so important like let's just pray for people pray yeah. for celebrities uh anytime you see a crazy thing in the news just pray for them um yeah. because Agreed. you know lord yeah. loves loves them and wants them to be in attorney with him so um guys you're the best we love yeah. you um and uh we'll see you on monday who's on monday rayma trainer you guys so Woo! i'm so excited because she's actually going to be talking about i don't know if you guys are really some of you guys might be up on this some of you might not be but she's going to be talking about the next hebraic year 5784 and so for people who are really into that she's going to be addressing like kind of the where the church is going in this next season and especially turning over into this next year which i think Rosh Hashanah is in a couple of weeks. Don't quote me on that, though. I think it's sometime in September. Anushka, when is Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> She'll know. She'll know. Yeah, yeah. she'll know. Um, but yeah, so that's the that's the new year. That's when things change over. So Matthew says he thinks it's next Friday. That's so soon. 15th. 15th. Okay, you guys. Bonnie Martin. Wow. Okay. You guys are like way up more up on it than than I am. So yeah, I trust you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we love you guys and we'll see you on Monday with Raymond Trainer at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Love you guys. Okay, bye. bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. 
For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.